For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here we go. Harry versus Gary, number three. You guys have heard me jumping on the Manimal Zone, the MZ Zone with John Manimal Benaducci, Carrie Steller, the stereo one. Stereo one. The stellar <laughs> one. I'm a step ahead. Now we are with Harry Mac Daddy again. It's been That's a couple right. weeks. Harry, how you doing? How's the bets? How's the parlays? How's life, my brother? It has, man. Life, life is good. We got a we got a move coming up this weekend, so I'm drowning in boxes and bags and uh, the, the the like. But uh, nah, dude, shit, shit is good. We've had we've had some fun fights these last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, we we both been a little busy. We weren't able to get anything in, but uh, here we are. We're back at it, back on the grind, and uh, right back to it, huh? This is a pretty standard episode hashtag recording in the fact that there's not much news. I mean, we could bring up. Uh, Aljermaine Sterling on the JRE podcast, which is pretty good. But this is kind of the typical, as they say, uh, how you make your money in the radio business when there's there's not much action going on. You're you're in the uh, the dog days of summer. Uh, I know that the baseball at a radio station when the both teams are bad can be really bad. This is kind of similar, but luckily with the UFC, we get always action and there was ufc vegas 56 volkov rosenstruck at the top a couple of fun storylines underneath but i i can't wait for us to just review this and get looking forward to you this weekend ufc 275 but yeah man what are your biggest takeaways from uh ufc vegas 56 Yes, sir. First of all, that was that's a hard sell on the podcast. I love tuning into a podcast and being told, yeah, this is about nothing. <laughs> gear, gear up, brother. We got a lot of nothing to talk about. I mean, but, uh, what did we come off of? Algermain Sterling's went, went no, no. Uh, it was Gaethje, Oliveira. We had the weight cut, the, the band flag, Sean Definitely Strickland. less less eventful than our past few for certain. But like you said, yeah, we had some fun fights this past weekend. There were some good takeaways. Uh one of my big takeaways is I've seen a lot of people complaining about the, the Volkov Rosenstruck stoppage. I don't see that at all. I don't think that was an early stoppage in the slightest. Yeah, it's, he, it's, it's not Herb Dean's fault that he's stopping the fight when his hands are covered and then he pops up like, oh, I'm just, right. There's well, nothing I had him right where I wanted him. It's like, no, it doesn't no, work like that. No, there was no intelligent defense happening there. And like, yes, Herb stopped the fight. He instantly pops back up. But if Herb doesn't stop the fight there, he's just going to take loads more damage and wind up like possibly injured and on the shelf for a couple of months. You know what I mean? If you get fully knocked out, that's a six month medical suspension. So damned if you do damned if you don't with the refs. Exactly. So I, I have no problem with that stoppage. And I'm the first one to complain about Herb Dean stoppages. So so believe me, I'm not I'm not just being the nah, Herb got it right guy. Uh, I, I think that was the right stoppage. Uh, it's good to see Volkov back in the win column for sure. You know, I'm kind of tired of heavyweight main events, even even when it's like sort of intriguing up at the top there. It's just not. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just so tired of it. I'm like I'm, I'm I love seeing that like that they just booked uh, like Gamrod and Armin Sarukian as a as a five round uh, oh, yeah. fight night main June event. Like, that's an awesome fight. That is an awesome fucking fight. Like I would give me that over 
like, you know, top 15, top 10 heavyweights in a main event for five rounds, especially any day of the week. 100%, 100%. And they keep reshuffling these guys. It's either Curtis Blades, Volkov, or Rosenstruck. Right. <laughs> it's just not Alistair a Overeem, where are you? Yeah. Hey, dude, fucking the, the Reem, they finally confirmed that uh, Bader Hari, the, the trilogy is going down. That's going down in a couple months over in glory there. That's that's going to be awesome. I am genuinely excited for I'm that. I'm about to be a, uh, and again, you could throw it back at me. I'm about to be a punctuation dick. It's oh, yeah. Bada Hari. I think you said oh. like Master Bader Hari. I, I see. I did say Bader Hari, but yes, Bader. Excuse me. I don't, I don't speak. I don't speak Dutch, Ike. <laughs> it's Deutsch. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, uh, dude, that'll be awesome. Honestly, I, that that reminds me. The I would say maybe the you know obviously awesome UFC card this weekend. That that will genuinely be a great card. But the thing that I'm looking forward to most, maybe in the month of June in combat sports, is the match. Man, tension, tension, and Takaru. Oh, I know who tension is, but the fact that I don't know who Takaru is. Oh, well, that's uh, you're you're telling on yourself there, brother. That's it's the fucking kings, king of K one and the king of rise. But I mean, that is going to be they are basically the two full MMA or kickboxing, kick, kickboxing, kickboxing. Oh. But but they are two of the best pound for pound kickboxers on the planet. It is the biggest fight in Japanese combat sports right now that they've been trying to make for years. Uh, unfortunately, they're having fucking issues because of Sakakabara and his goddamn Yakuza connections. They, they lost. <laughs> Dude, no, they lost the TV deal. They Fuji TV was supposed to broadcast it. The broadcaster pulled out because of some story that just came out about Sakakabara being in bed with the Yakuza as fucking usual. Same shit that happened with Pride and the, they lost their TV oh, wow. deal. So I'm praying it still happens. There was talk that like they might lose the Saitama Super Arena because Fuji TV was on the, like they signed up for the venue. So it's a mess as, as all things usually are over there. But I'm just praying that we get the fight and we get there. I, I need to see Takaru attention. I take back. Uh, being the punctual police or the punctuation police, uh, the fact that you just listed off like six Japanese arenas, <laughs> fighters, like, okay. So uh, I, can, I can pronounce things. How do you say uh, hello or how are you doing? I, In, I, feel uh, like, I feel like this is a trick question. Japanese? No, I'm trying to. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're trying to trick me, brother. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You're no, in moving week, man. What is, you what don't is, trust anything. No, I don't. What do you mean it's this much? Is it arigato or is that thank you? It sounds like yeah, arigato or something. Yeah, something like that. But stay. I don't know. I'll I'll look it up. We'll um, we'll learn Japanese another time. Mosar Ivloev against Danny Gay. Another combat Samo guy wrestling dominant. That. Quiet dude just climbing up the ladder and climbing up the back. Of EJ man, he, he was kind of just. He's playing a little fire. I think it was uh, Odie Osborne uh, where he did the same thing uh, where he just like Khabib versus Al Yaquinta, uh, where they feel they're so dominant on the ground that they can learn trial by fire with their stand up. Once they're right. opponents I, I was are... impressed with his stand up, though. I, I was very impressed by how far his stand up has come since he's gotten into the UFC, at least. And bro, Ige striking stiff. is no joke. Ige striking is no joke, and he was he winning a lot of those trigger. exchanges. I think Ige's lost now three straight. He just doesn't pull the trigger. Yeah, I think two, definitely two, maybe three. But um, by decision, I mean, I've never two. been a big, I've never been a big Danny Ige guy. I, I will, st- I won't get over that Edson Barboza robbery. That was a terrible fucking decision in that fight that like fucked up both guys' careers for a little bit. But 
Yeah, I mean, I think Ige's ceiling is probably like gatekeeper of the top 10. I don't think he's ever going to, you know, really, really contend for a title or really challenge. But, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe he goes back to the drawing board, comes out a lot better. But um, he's got dynamite in his hands. But the way the way Evolyev was able to time up that uh, knee right up the middle when Ige would oh, change yeah. levels. He and, ate that. And he hit it two or three times, man, where he just timed him up. And because Ige, Ige has this tendency to kind of dip a little bit on that left hook. And when he, when he tries to load up that overhand, he drops his head. And yeah, dude, Mobstar just fucking clipped him. And then, yeah, I think after the first big knee landing was kind of where the fight, where, where, bo- where both guys settled into what the fight was going to be. You know what I mean? Ige was definitely timid. I think that played a role in him being scared to pull the trigger there. Like just getting timed up on your entries like that and crushed by a big knee like that. But I, I was really impressed with uh, with, with Mavsar, man. I'm, I'm very interested to see who they give him next. Yeah, I should pull up the featherweight rankings. That is an interesting matchup. I do like that he's training at American Top Team. He's not under like Team Fedor. He doesn't right, have right. a soccer jersey. It's it's very yeah. different for a Russian. Uh, actually, maybe Jan maybe, maybe followed uh, Mavsar in that sense because Jan was doing some training at ATT. I wonder yeah. the backstory behind that, but Man, Lucas Almeida, underdog. Your awesome. boy picked him. Hell like yeah. If anybody watched the Dana White contenders fight, uh, oh, Zill Berger or something, that was just a banger of a fight. And Michael Trezano, though he comes from the Tiger Showman's, I am disciplined until I'm not disciplined. <laughs> he turns it into a Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner fight. Every time he steps in there, I'm sure a tiger and lion or whatever his brother's (laughs) name is that they're just pulling out their hair. Lucas Almeida, hell of a performance. That was my performance of the night. Yeah, no, I, I I don't think I can disagree with you there, man. That was an awesome, awesome fight. Violent fucking finish. I mean, he floored him and yeah, I mean to do that in your debut and you know, Trezano is not a world beater by any means, but game opponent, like, you know, as far as a debut goes, that's a good opponent. That's a good win for Almeida. I'm, I'm curious to see what, uh, what his ceiling looks like, what the future is there. And the only, the only other performance that really stuck, stuck out to me as a possible performance of the night was, uh, Aaron Blanchfield. that's right. Local girl, Aaron Blanchfield, baby. You, you know, I think we've talked about her well, before. Where does she train? Where high. does she train? We were trying to figure that out on the, uh, the manimal zone. So she's based out of Jersey. I think right. at, at that Gracie gym that Mickey Gall was at forever. Oh. Um, in, in like North Jersey there. I'm, I'm blanking. Okay. I think it's just Henzo Gracie, New Jersey, whatever the fuck it's called. But um, yeah, I know, I know she's out on Long Island a lot. She gets a lot of work in at like Long Island MMA. And um, yeah, with, with the, I think she's, she's gotten around in with some of the, some of the ladies in law before, but um, dude, she, the, the way that I view Aaron Blanchfield is she is everything that Macy Barber was sold to us as. She is, I think she is the real fucking deal, dude. I like, I think, and especially at 125, you know, 115, you got a murderer's row there for sure. But at 125, it's kind of Valentina and everybody else. So I think we might see, we might be seeing Aaron Blanchfield competing for a title like within the next 18 months. She called out Macy Barber. Do you like that kind of, uh, I think that's a good call out prospect facing each other. I know Macy Barber's in a different stage than Blanchfield. For sure. For sure. Yeah. There's always, there's always arguments on, yeah, kind of matching up prospects like that earlier in their careers. And, and I guess the way that I see it is I don't, 
I don't know. Personally, I don't, I don't rate Macy very highly. I don't, I don't think she is a, a championship caliber fighter at the end of the day. I do, I do think Erin can be that in the same category as Chase Hooper. They just get on their Harry Mack skin. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe, maybe a little I'm bit. I'm trying to figure uh, out the exact person, the exact athlete fighter that gets under your a skin. good, a good way to know who gets under my skin is if, if you throw like 80% of your punches at the air and you scream really loudly doing it, I'm probably not going to like watching oh, yeah. you. Yeah, I was just going to say Holly Holm. I remember a couple of Harry versus Gary's ago. We agreed on that. Exactly. Oh Same shit. Same okay. shit. So that, that's a good barometer for you. If you Prior, throw a lot of punches at the air, I probably don't like watching you fight. <laughs> Prior to Sterling, the matchup, are you a TJ Dillashaw fan? This is gonna. So I I loved TJ coming okay. up. I was more okay. more of a Garbrandt guy. Like when it when it came down to the two of them. Right. I'm a, uh, Cody, Cody for True. me for sure. But no, oh, man, I always liked TJ. I think TJ okay. was, he was good for the sport. I think his reign, I think he like had some crossover mainstream appeal for a little bit there. I do think, I think Aldo is a much more intriguing matchup for Aljo personally to me than, uh, than he is at this stage in his career. But um, yeah. I don't, in terms I don't of what? Him, Stylistically think, legend. Listen, TJ is, well, of course, Aldo's, a, they're both, they're both, you know, they're both UFC Hall of Famers, realistically, but Aldo is Aldo's the greatest, a step he's the greatest featherweight of all time, in my opinion. We've, we've had this conversation and, um, and what he's doing at Bantamweight right now is incredibly impressive. The fact that he's real at most a fight away from the title right now, but I think that matchup is from what we've seen in their last few, I think TJ lost the Sandhagen fight. I did not score that fight for TJ. And, you know, he's what, 38, I think, or maybe 37, 38. He's older, man. Something like that. 30 30, north of 36. Yeah. He's like 37 coming off a blown out knee, which this is generally not the stage in a guy's career where you see improvements. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's fair to assume we've probably seen the best of TJ Dillashaw. And of course, you could say the same thing about Aldo. We've seen the best of Aldo, too. But right now in their current form, what Aldo has done in the past two years is more impressive to me than, you know, a really close fight with Sandhagen that I personally thought TJ lost. Is this a bad matchup for Aldo if he gets paired up with Sandhagen? That's a good question. The thing with Aldo is like he's. He's one of those guys where he's almost matchup proof in a way. You know what I mean? Like his striking is always impeccable. That's always going to be there. The striking will always be there. And his takedown defense the is so good. And, with Jan? What, what are yeah. you feeling? I, I, I really don't know, man. I, I mean, I saw they Is I the saw, UFC it trying like, to protect him? I don't know. It sound, I saw they, 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 they're booking Cheeto and Dom Cruz today. Marab is the boogeyman who nobody, nobody, all these guys are calling each other out, but I haven't heard a single person call for the Marab fight. I wonder why that Marab is. Marab Corey? Cowards. I would, I would love to see Marab Corey. I think that would be awesome. That would, that's a fight that I think makes a lot of sense. But, uh, you know, especially like Corey's coming off a loss. Marab wants to fight up. He's, I think Marab is number six right now, I believe. So, maybe a little lower than Corey would like to fight, but I think that fight makes a lot of sense. I would love to see Marab. I think Marab deserves somebody. I mean, absolutely in the top five, he should be fighting above him. I think he realistically deserves somebody in the top three. Can Aljamain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw headline Madison square garden in the fall? I think so, dude. I, I really think so. Cause I think TJ, listen, I, you know, we're both Aljo guys. We, we both love Aljo, but I think TJ is absolutely has more star power than Aljo Aljo does. Like he's, he's yes. just a bigger, he's a bigger name. He's a bigger yes. draw. 
So even though, you know, Aljo's coming in as the champ, like TJ would Dude, the would, press conference is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. But TJ would be the A side of that fight. And yeah, I think yes. TJ and a native New Yorker, a native New Yorker champion headlining at Madison Square Garden, like, I mean, that's that's fairy tale stuff. Dude. <laughs> Everything that Jan couldn't translate, like in terms <laughs> of trash talk, TJ is just going to wear it. And of course, it's like he's going to bring up the acting thing, the knee and it, like and uh, likewise, on the other side of Aljamain with the steroids, like it's right. That's going to be wild. Right. I also one of my favorite recurring themes in, in MMA fandom is MMA fans having no clue how steroids and PEDs actually work. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's very much i mean people because people are like oh it's like tj he was fucking roided up forever it's like dude epo is you don't take epo to like put on muscle mass and like he he popped, cardio right exactly and he popped in the fight where he was cutting down to flyweight to 125 so it doesn't make any fucking sense to be like oh yeah he was juicing up juiced up to the fucking gills <sighs> his whole career even like there was I'm sure clip, he was though. using something or another I think oh, it there was... was that clip of Garbrandt when yes. he was like, yeah, when he was like, he just let slip in an interview. He was like, oh, we, you know, we all know how to beat the test. Come on. TJ showed us. And then TJ's yeah. like, you're a moron. <laughs> like, right. I'm out of the press guy. I think it was 227, but that fight is great, man. Did you tune into the, uh, the JRE with our, our boy Sterling? Yes, I listened to I listened to parts of it. I did not make it through the whole thing because I don't have I have the I attention the span podcast. of a goal pitch. Of a gold it's a great fish, but... thing to move to. What? Pack your shit up to a JRE <laughs> three and a half hour episode. Perhaps, perhaps. I, the, the, the thing that really stuck with me was that, I mean, Rogan, I just don't think Rogan gives a shit anymore, man, about fighting. Like, I mean, dude, did you hear the spiel he went on about the judging and the rules and all of that? And it was like, bro, like the changing to the scoring criteria that you are asking for and describing is exactly what was instituted, like, Four years ago, dude. Where, where the fuck have you been? Uh, he is at the Howard Stern, the Mike Francesa, where it's kind dude, of just if I had a hundred million, world. if I had a hundred million dollars, you couldn't get me to show up to my fucking day job either. So so I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna hate it all that much. I, I get it, but you know what I mean? It's like at, at this point, I get it. Like Rogan is, you know, like I've I've had this conversation with friends before, and they're like, Oh, you know, like Rogan just kind of gives you that that big pay-per-view feel. It doesn't feel like a big pay-per-view without Rogan. Like, you know, when they were doing some of them last year and he wasn't traveling and all that shit. He's got a great voice too. It's just like. He does. Absolutely he does. But I just think he, I don't think he's very in tune with with fighting anymore. I just don't think he really gives a shit. I think he has a, a million other things going on that are more important to him. Like I would rather see, I, I, I like Bisping. I really like Felder. I would love to see Felder get some more, uh, like some more color opportunity, some more play-by-play opportunity. Like they have a good stable of guys that they can work in, man. Like, you know, guys who are, who are up and coming and like guys who interest me at least, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know when the last time Rogan made a point on like, uh, like during the broadcast of a fight where I was like, you know what? That's really interesting. That makes me view something differently or think about this differently. I think he was, Great for the sport for many reasons. He brought in the Fear Factor audience. He's a martial artist himself. Right. Uh, Crossover appeal. Often he would educate people on the broadcast. Uh, and Goldberg, the former hockey announcer, is like, yes, I agree. Like He was just <laughs> there to just Joe's hype man in a sense. And then when Joe, the whole sport took a turn, the Conor McGregor 2016 to quote Errol Hawani, the greatest year in mixed martial arts history, which probably with the, the Diaz fights, UFC 200, the, the chaos, the money fights that was 2016. Rogan 
pulled out of the 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 international cards was just domestic stopped doing the the free fights on fox with the espn deal everything changed with the conor mcgregor money fight year in 2016 so he's been doing for 25 years since 97 i if he wants to do something else i mean think about it the the show this weekend's in singapore how often is he doing pay-per-views? Maybe nine times a year? One, uh, once every like a couple so often? Like We're going to see him July 2nd for UFC 276. I can't blame him that he doesn't understand the, the, the judging criteria. He is box office, as your friend says. When it's Rogan on, uh, on the call, you know it, it's a big fight feel. So, right, and I totally get that. Sport. Right. I totally, totally understand that. Like guys, guys, you know, and the a biggest podcast the in the world is Joe Rogan, like the UFC right. guys. I, I like I, I can't think of enough. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, at the end of the day, he is he's bigger than the promotion. You know what I mean? He doesn't fucking need he can walk away from the UFC tomorrow and not miss a single thing. You know what I mean? He's got his money. He's got his shows. He can go tour and do comedy shows from now until the end of time. Anytime he needs a quick buck, like he, he doesn't need it. You know what I mean? And not that. Not that needing it is a prerequisite to, to, you know, being good at the job, but I don't know. I just, I just think the, the effort is not there anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like you're so good that you start to do things. Uh, I don't know. But you mail it in a little bit. Yeah. Like, uh, like Harry Mack on a warm Friday on Long Island. (laughs) He's getting out to the links. Are you a golfer? Oh, of course. Not not nearly as much as I would like to these days. But uh, yeah, love, love me some some golf. I can but. count on two fingers how many times I've hit it under 100. <laughs> what about you? Are, you, are you like that? Good? I when I was playing a lot, like before before my hips and back got all fucked up when I was playing a lot, I was hitting like I was consistently right under 100, like like mid high 90s. My best round ever was an 88, which I'm like thrilled oh, with. Wow. I don't know if I'll ever top that. But uh, Does yeah, that no, include I'm, the gimmies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you gotta count. You gotta yeah. count them. You gotta you count do, the gimmies and the do, mulligans. What do you call it? Do you do it uh club length, like within the hole? Like, oh, I'm your, not like a. I'm not a hardo like that at all. What my my view? Like I get people get really fucking intense about golf and shit like that. <laughs> that is not me, dude. Like I'm when I'm out golfing, I'm there to just like enjoy a day outside with my pals and get a little drunk and get a little high and have some fun out on the golf course. You know what I mean? So I'm like, if I look at my bat pal and I'm like, is this a gimme? And he's like, yes, it's a gimme. If he says no, all right, I'll put it, whatever. Okay. Okay. We got to get out there, man. What, do you have a favorite course? Are you that like extensive of a golfer? So I, I would say I probably have a favorite course just because I, so I grew up uh, playing Harbor Links in, in Port Washington there. Like I, me and my buddy used to play that shit like, like, you know, once, twice a week. Cause you can oh, go, wow. you oh, can you're go. very good then. No, no, I'm not. That's a lie. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> He like so what we used to do is they have an executive course, like a nine hole, nine hole course. It's mostly par threes, a couple par fours. And I um, like the sound of that, dude. It's a great course. Like you get through the whole thing in like two hours if the course is moving, maybe less. And then what we would what we would do is we'd go like after school or whatever. You could get the twilight rate at like four, starting at like four thirty in the afternoon, and you play play nine holes for like eighteen bucks. Can't beat that deal. Can't beat that deal. Nine holes for me would be perfect. I, I literally lose focus around between nine and 12. Yeah. I used to be the, the, the fun guy in the course with the drinking. And then I was like, I fucking hate losing every time. <laughs> so I started drinking coffee. Um, my brothers on like fucking they're snorting Adderall. So they're just like, they're, 
they're your classic laid-back golfing experience oh, i get so fucking intense i'll never forget the uh may 4th 2019 cowboy versus al yaquinta main event headliner i think it was ottawa somewhere in canada dude i i was very i was ready for the fight at 1 p.m <laughs> i was ready for the fight but at 1 p.m., nope, I was a little drinking, a little smoking on the golf course, hitting shit into the woods. I'm pulling off the front of the clubs going right. I'm going left. I'm getting very mad, very frustrated. My brother starts to give me advice. I said, hey, no more advice. Listen, he here. does it three you, you times. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Basically, I should have said that. It got to the point where I held the club. I said, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> and he goes, don't you fucking break that over your knee. I go, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah he writes it up that i i had deadline work the night before for an article i said dude no it's like you don't understand it's a fucking local guy it's like i don't know yeah no i definitely when i was younger i was much worse with shit like that whereas these days i'm much more like whatever dude i'll just fucking drop one i'm just here i think part of that is also like after going through all the health stuff with my hips and my back and all that like i you know i physically couldn't play for like two and a half years so i so i think now i'm at the point where like i'm still just like happy to be able to be out on the course you know what i mean like i'm just happy to be there so what happens now is like i really that whole thing shifted my perspective on, on a lot of things but uh, on golf specifically it's like I'm, I'm just happy to be there man you know it's a good way to look at it it's a positive way to look at it yeah and, man it's, uh, it's a lot easier to keep that perspective once you you don't have the ability to do something you enjoy you know what i mean 100% man I had a uh, a very long summer last year and I was like very uh, yeah I was in the hospital during the what was it the uh 263 Diaz versus fucking Leon Edwards I was like oh man flip the tray off yeah so it's like those certain moments make you appreciate it, and I feel like everybody's appreciating it. the thing is is Glover Teixeira UFC 275 co-headliner does he appreciate this opportunity against a young gun, a young samurai and Yuri Prohaska? Can Glover get the fight to the ground or is Yuri going to slice and dice with those shoveling uppercuts a la Chuck Liddell? Just re- ready to take one to give two and just yeah, lays it all out there. I think he has like 25 knockouts and 28 wins it's he is an old school fighter he's like one of those yeah. pride guys that we're getting a chance to see this is the pinnacle for him this is it this right. is the peak and and, and he's, he's a guy it. who fought who fought a lot of good talent outside the ufc also you yes. know what i mean he's not one of these guys who came in with a you know a 25 and 0 record beating up on fucking cans like muhammad you know, lawler was yeah. over there king uh, mo carl albrickson the dean i'm pretty yeah. sure yeah he had some tough fights over there he dude, fought Nemkov. Um, you said yeah, yeah. He, oh, him wow. And, uh, awesome fight. Definitely recommend watching that. That's uh, I think that's free on YouTube, actually. That was, um, yeah, and that Ryzen GP. And um, how I, I not not to spoil the ending, but so, you know, J- Japanese MMA, they do that 10 minute opening round. Incredible, incredible, incredible pace. Like both guys, um, insane scrambles. Yuri pressing the action and the striking. Um, Nemkov able to, was able to get him down a lot, but Yuri is very good at not accepting position when he gets put in a bad position on the ground or on his back, constantly scrambling, constantly moving, constantly looking for openings. And then, yeah, they got to the end of the 10th round and dude, Nem- Nemkov was so gassed. He couldn't get up off the, uh, off the stool. He retired on the stool between rounds. That was how, oh, man. that was how that fight ended, which is crazy. Yuri just out cardioed him. 
But I didn't um, know that he had that in him. Then Corey Anderson was definitely going to win that fight. I thought Nemkov had a chance to come back. I didn't know he had quit inside of him. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like. I, I'm high on Nemkov too. I think he's very talented. But um, but the light heavyweight Tony Ferguson and Yuri Prohaska against the the old cowboy Glover Teixeira, 42 years old man. File him under the Dan Henderson and the uh, Randy Couture category for just 40 plus year old champions. It's or it's actually, you see Hendo was not a 40 year old champion. Was not right. No, I think he was 40 when he challenged Bisping and lost. Okay. But I don't think he was 40. Yeah, I don't think he was 40 when he held the title ever. Okay. Followed under successful 40-plus-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) You got Manimal, you got Teixeira. (laughs) Exactly. But, dude, it's it's such a fascinating stylistic matchup, right? Because, I mean, like you said, Yuri is such a – He's such a fascinating striker, man. The way he throws those like shovel hooks and shovel uppercuts and he comes at you from weird angles, keeps his hands really, really low as he's fighting, which also makes him hittable. If you go back and you watch his UFC fights, you know, his his UFC d- debut against Vulcan Uzdemir, who, by the way, debuting against Vulcan Uzdemir is like, OK, clearly we know this guy's no fucking joke, but, you know. That fight was more competitive than I remembered it being. Obviously, you know, the finish is what sticks in your mind. Yuri fucking floored him in the second round. But in that first round, Yuri got touched a few times, man. He got touched a few times. And I don't think I don't think Glover has incredible power by any means. But um, Yuri, like the way he fights with just, you know, his hands real low, a lot of frantic in and out motion. He likes to go first a lot. He leaves himself open to being hit. So like there's there there is definitely a path to victory for Glover. You know what I mean? Yeah, just take him down, right? Essentially, but can you get within that range? Right. Well, so I think I think Glover might be able to take him down. Where I think Glover's going to have trouble is keeping him down. You know what I mean? So I think I think Glover I might reverse. be able. I think Glover might be able to get it to the mat a couple times, but I don't think he's going to really be able to get off a ton of damage there. I think Yuri will be able to get back to his feet, but yeah, I mean that's really the big question. That's 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 what what this fight hinges on, right? Is will will Glover be able to take the fight to the ground and keep it there? And the, the UFC, they're like, they're, they're serving this up for Yuri, like putting it in the Asian demographic. He kind of thinks he's Bushido. Oh, Shogun walks around like the samurai. I'm picking Glover in this fight, man. I, to him to get his lock up a double leg, drag him to the floor. And again, do one of those just classic either arm triangle or rear naked choke finishes for the, the Brazilian um I don't know. Is Yuri just a tool bag who used to wear boat shoes and khakis <laughs> and that I don't think. tank tops? Who's now like like I I just if he wins I I just always say this the truth comes out on the night of the fight and if Yuri wins no he really is living the martial art lifestyle he's not just kicking the tree and then banging a girl in a hot tub and doing <laughs> cocoa for tits like when nobody's looking like he really is living the samurai lifestyle. But if he doesn't and he gets tapped out, it's like, dude, shave that shit, restart. <laughs> if you no more, no more Musashi. <laughs> why did he not have the 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 hairdo? And I know he's going back and forth with it, but he did not have it in the UFC debut. My theory is that either it's Mick Maynard or Sean Shelby or Hunter Campbell, uh, and they see him, they're like, dude, you're on the biggest fucking promotion, kid. Take this serious. Take that shit off your head. If he was super samurai, dude, you say, no, I'm lifting <laughs> off my head. It is my style. Trust me, I will win the title in three fights. Trust no, me. But no, no Mr. Dana White's son. He had, no, <laughs> he had the freaking ponytail, the horsetail. 
on his head was gone in the debut against Volkan Ozdemir. So I'm saying interesting. his samurai lifestyle can be tested. Interesting. Interesting. I, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about the, uh, the role that hairstyle played in, uh, in, in fight psychology, but that's, that's something to chew on. <laughs> yeah, man. Whenever I see you, certain hairstyles are like, oh, he's going to get the better of Ian. Or uh, <laughs> I say other styles. I'm like, oh, shit. Ian's teeing off on Harry. What are we doing here? <laughs> retweet, retweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I know. I know a thing or two about having long, shitty hair, but um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm very excited for that fight. I mean, I I think it's almost a no brainer that if Yuri, if, if Yuri wins and if Joanna also wins, you have to do Yuri Jan in Poland. You have to. You have to do Yuri Jan in Poland with uh, with Joanna uh, fighting fighting for the title, also against Carla, also on that card. You have to. You have you're, to go to Poland. You're selling me, but I'm always a uh, believer. You need, uh, unless it's the Khabib situation, uh, you need to get another win before a title fight. For for Joanna. Uh, for Jan. For uh, him. But the, yeah, the Rocket Twins. Oh, tough, no, he did. He, yeah, right, he got, he, he, he beat. I mean, that, it's tough because like that fight ended in, that. in an injury, but that like just happened. Right. But they, they called that a number one contender fight. You know what I mean? So, uh, okay. of course, you never, you never want to see a fight end in an injury like that, but that's how it went. He, okay. he won the fight. I, I, I think he seems to be the heir apparent. Although I, I saw something today that Dana said that, um, Ankalaev and Lionheart is also, is it going to be a number one contender fight? So I don't know if that kind of means that. Jan is next, and then those whoever wins that fight is after, or, or, or what the deal is there if they're not going to move forward with with the Jan fight. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have a big problem with Jan getting that title shot. We've seen way worse, dumber shit. <laughs> the Smith Uncle fight that is uh is that official? I but yeah, I believe so. Sweet, sweet. Are we ever going to talk about uh, Ta- uh Tyler Tyler Santos? I, I guess we should. I guess we should. I, my, I, I think Santos is good. I like her. I think I, I think I saw she's the second contender series alumni to fight for a UFC title. Um, I would have liked to see her get one more fight in before, before Valentina. I think she could have really benefited from another fight. I think they're, I think they're rushing her along a little bit because the division kind of, like I said, is a little bit barren behind Valentina. It's kind of, you know, she's kind of separated from herself from the pack and lapped 125 at this point. But, um, yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. It's an interesting fight. I think she's Shevchenko long. is she's yeah, definitely yeah. Long. Shevchenko is minus like she's like a six to one favorite or something insane. Six, six and a half to one or some shit like that. Who's I'll, I'll probably Weidman? that's what I'm waiting for. Who's right, going right. to be the Chris Weidman? I'll, I'll probably talk myself into betting Santos at, at that price, but I don't know. It's just it's hard to get excited about a Valentina Shevchenko fight. You know, yeah. she's in her Anderson Silva years. Um, and I'm nasally right now, so I sounded like Chael Sonnen. Anderson <laughs> Silva, you absolutely suck. <laughs> Zhang Weili or Weili Zhang. Joanna uh, Young Jacek. I got you. Yeah, I can't wait. In three it's, rounds. It's was a crime. last fight? Was that against uh, Zhang? Yeah, it's been like two years, man. Yeah, I like that. The fact that she's had time to just sit there and think about it. I, I know wish that was a five-rounder. shape, but... Yeah, yeah, I would have, I would have liked great. to see five rounds there. Like, you know what I mean? We've done like five round non-title fights. Like, we did it for Nate and Leon. Like, you know, we, we we've done it before. So, like, why why not at this point? It's an incredible fight. It <laughs> it's was the, the best Dia stipulation, right? It, I mean, it was 
pro- I mean, not probably. It was the best fight in, in the history of women's MMA. Like, why, yeah. why would I not want the, the extra two rounds of that? 100%. Maybe Joanna didn't want it. I think it was probably a money thing. I think she, they probably both wanted more money for five rounds, and the promotion said, nope. <laughs> I agree. So who do you got in this? I feel like you're a Zhang guy right now. I've gone back and forth a bunch, man, but I, I do I do think I lean way Lee at the end of the day. What it, what it comes down to is... Hometown. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's hometown S. She will probably be the, the fan favorite there, which is, um, yeah, certainly a, t- a change, of course, from her last couple fights. But for me, I don't, you know, obviously there's, there's debate on ring rust, whether that's real, whether that's fake, but it's hard for me to back a fighter coming off of a two-year layoff against somebody who has continued to fight the top of her division and only got better and better and better since the last time they fought. You know what I mean? Like, so like Whaley went to that Cejudo camp, put in that camp, super competitive fight um, with, with Rose, of course. Like, I, I think that one could have, could have went either way. In like, uh, MSG. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought Rose dominated with the wrestling. Once really? she figured I mean, out that she didn't Whaley do any damage. Wrestle. She didn't do any damage. I don't know. I True. thought that I thought that was a very, very close fight. And um, but, but that my main point at the end of the day is I think that's how you get better is getting in there against elite fighters and figuring out what needs fixed and what can be adjusted and what can be changed. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I think it's a really tough fight to pick. I think what Whaley is sitting at like a slight favorite right now, like minus 140, something like that. Yeah, I believe I could see that. Um, you know, I, I cannot fault anybody who picks Joanna, especially as a dog. I, that, that's obviously a good value play. I'm, I'm not going to fault that by any means, but I think I think personally I'm going to go with Whaley. All right. All right. It's going to be a fun card. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to the Andre Fialo, uh, Jake Matthews on the prelim card on ESPN, man. Uh, Andre Fialo has become a... Fialo rules. One of my favorites uh, for this year. He's Absolutely. Just, what is he going? Is he going for a fourth fight? Trying to- yeah, something like. I mean, he has been crazy active, crazy active. Yeah, and I mean, and- he was he was super active before that too. Like, I mean, he fought in Brave. He fought for XMMA. Like, he's he's been all over the fucking world. He's done the damn thing. I do think that's an interesting price to me because he's uh, like a minus one sixty favorite in that fight, and we haven't really seen him against the guy with Matthews uh, grappling. So, you know, he's got crazy power in his hands, obviously. He's a great striker, great counter puncher, but I'm not sure if we've really seen him kind of dragged into deep waters against a good wrestler yet. I'm, I'm not sure that that price is right on that fight. And he seems like he stayed healthy. He doesn't seem like he's taking too much damage in That's those true. fights. So it's going to be an interesting fight. Uh, some breaking news. Joker 2 is all but confirmed uh by todd phillips i saw that i just i just saw that before we hopped on i don't really know how i feel about that i kind of like that as like a standalone yeah it it feels like they're trying to milk it a little bit you know what i mean and it feels like what we're inevitably going to get to is that batman is just going to throw out that uh post-credit scene that they did with riddler and joker and we're going to get joaquin and and pattinson in in a movie together i think that's what they're going to do which like listen would probably be good but also is probably going to be just like a blatant money grab (laughs) wow yeah i would love that that if they were building towards that i think i think that's what we wind up seeing so we can't just do the joker next with joaquin he's got to do is now his his rise to fame he's got to cause chaos kind of be the 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 kind of terrorist and then uh, batman's got to do his uh, thing is he gonna do right where are they they gonna meet 
Batman was a child in the first movie, like a literal child. So he's yeah. like, so, I mean, you have to be like, you got to be at least like 10 years away from doing any, like, you know, in universe, whatever, from doing anything like meaningful with them. He so did have gray you- hair in that asylum scene. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. But I do. I, I don't know. I kind of wish they just let that be. It's like, I mean, at the end of the day, there's too much money on the table. I, I fucking get it. It's just greed and money. That's what drives everything. But I would have liked to see that kind of just sit and chill as a, as a good standalone movie. You know what I mean? Not everything needs to be the, the cinematic universe of, of dick and balls and fucking whatever. Like <laughs> shit can just be good on its own sometimes. I agree. I agree. It, like Zack Snyder didn't do uh, 300. He like uh, the the second one. He just he left it like that, and they tried to bring it back. So many other people. They did the Rise of the Empire, some like spinoff. But yeah, I, I like the the one offs to just let it be. Exactly. Anything else before we uh, call it an episode? I'm I'm trying to think if there's uh, anything anything glaring that we are we are missing, and I I don't believe there is. We got a big big summer coming up for the team. We mentioned it on our on our last episode. UFC Long Island. Yes, yes, we didn't touch. Why on that. is Favola not on that? <sighs> so I wish stupid. I could tell you, man. I wish so I could stupid. tell you. They, they yeah, I hasn't fought since UFC 270 in freaking January. I, it's so fucking silly to me that he's not on that card. But you know, apparently they reached out to Shelby. He was told the card is full, so. He's he's just gonna focus on cornering Billy Q for now, being being a good teammate, being a good pal for his boy, and hopefully, hopefully he can get one up. in soon. I, I agree. I absolutely agree. I, I, there's no excuse for not having him on that. I mean, there's is there a single Long Island guy on the card? No, Billy Q's the closest. Yeah, and and he's from Buffalo. <laughs> I yeah. love you, Billy, but you know you're not a Long Islander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Could Steamroller be a, a co-main event? Yeah. 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 I mean, for, for a Long Island card, right I don't opponent? see why not. Yeah. yeah. I don't see why not. But yeah, I mean, you know, it sucks that they weren't able to get him get him on that card. It sucks they weren't. He wasn't able to get the... Uh, the He's Patty staying Kendall ready. Fight. He thinks he there is. might be a fill-in spot. That's, that's, that was what he and I were talking about. That, um, yeah, you know, it seems like his best shot of getting a fight you know, he, he, he wants to fight. He's ready. He wants to fight in, you know, June, July, whenever the fuck he can get it. So he thinks he's, Ortega he's, stays on. Yair falls out. And, that's, a, uh, that's 45, though. 45. That's what I said to him. And I, <laughs> I said, could you make a catch rate of 50? He goes, uh, fuck no. <laughs> I go, okay. Dude, Matt, Matty cuts a lot of weight, dude. He cuts he goes, a lot of weight. Ortega would like it at 155. And I thought for a second, if you remember UFC 223, Ortega was ready to step in against Khabib. He was right. in the city. Right. It was Dangle there, and that is at fifty-five. He's a he's a big boy at one forty-five, about five ten. I mean, that would be That'd imagine for Vola awesome. as the main event. Then and we the know we know, we know for Vola loves to save the day, but you know my my thing. I'm told not tickets wise too. Just that's to what get, I'm saying. But I've I've told Matt man like. Like you, you, at the end of the day, you can't do a promoter a favor. You know what I mean? Because they won't, they will not reciprocate. They won't, dude. I mean, he he saved two shows for them in the last couple of years. He fucking yep. fought Armin Sarukin on twenty four hours notice on yep. the, the main the main card of a fucking McGregor card. Like what the guy has been nothing but the good soldier for the promotion. 
and they just turn around and treat him like shit, which doesn't sit well with me. But Dude, he's like, it game. doesn't travel. It's in his build. There's so many reasons why it's just. It makes all the sense in the world. It makes it's all a the brand sense new arena in his backyard. Like, come on, man. Come on. Silly. I mean, look Fucking at the silly. UFC on Long Island, uh, Jan- uh, July uh, 2017. You had Dennis Bermudez, John Volante, Ryan LaFlair, obviously Chris Weidman. Uh, I'm trying to remember, but that's at least four or five people that they. I think uh, was Aljo on that card, too. I don't think so. Well, I thought that might have been the Burrow fight for some reason, but I definitely could be wrong. Weidman, Gastelum. What do we get? Either oh, way, Jimmy though. Rivera was there. That's a Jersey guy. Right. Either way. Yeah, it's silly to throw Chris a card. Wade, Shane Burgos. There Brian you go. Kelleher versus Marlon Vera. They brought out all the Long Island guys, man. That's what you got to do. Good. Oh, my gosh. That's that's how you do a card on Long Island. Like, dude, I, I think we care in the in the tri-state area in the Northeast. We care more about fighting than basically anywhere in the world that isn't Las Vegas and Thailand. So how the fuck are you going to come to our backyard and not give us any of the hometown boys? It's one of the last states to legalize, too. It might be the last. I think they're just waiting on uh, one of the Northeast states. Yeah, that sounds right. I was gonna say for some reason I thought there was somewhere in the Pacific Northwest that it might still be banned, but fuck that I know. <laughs> Not a good job. Not a good job. It's just silly, man. It's it's just silly. But what are you gonna do? We can't we can't control these decisions clearly. <laughs> well, what we can control is when we wrap when I put my baby to sleep. Uh, <laughs> so Harry, you're the man. I love you. Till next week, my brother. And we will probably be catching up before then for some uh, packing. <laughs> yes, like Ike has very generously offered to help me move, which is uh, an insane move on his behalf. But I, I, I very much it. appreciate it. It's I, an exercise. I very much appreciate it, brother. For as real. long as you're not like, ah, like screaming at your girlfriend. Oh. And I'm just like the weird kid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand there and just bark orders the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like, more of a field general type of mover. like oh man not not the whip no but uh yes uh, a pleasure as always brother good great stuff as always um and yes i'm I'm looking forward to the future looking forward to everything we got coming down the pipe it's uh it's gonna be a big couple of months i'm excited sounds good peace for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.